to get Sheba to talk. But even in the usual run of things, I tend to be the listener in our relationship. It's not that Sheba is cleverer than me. Any objective comparison would have to rate me the more educated woman, I think. Sheba knows a bit about art, I'll give her that, but for all her class advantages, she is woefully ill-read. No, Sheba talks because she is just naturally more loquacious and candid than I am. I am circumspect by nature, and she... Well, she isn't. For most people, honesty is such an unusual departure from their standard modus operandi, such an aberration in their workaday mendacity, that they feel obliged to alert you when a moment of sincerity is coming on. To be completely honest, they say, or to tell you the truth, or can I be straight? Often they want to extract vows of discretion from you before going any further. This is straightly between us, right? You must promise not to tell anyone. Sheba does none of that. She tosses out intimate and unflattering truths about herself all the time without a second thought. I was the most fearsomely obsessive little masturbator when I was a girl, she told me once when we were first getting to know each other. My mother practically had to sellotape my knickers to me to stop me having it myself in public places. Oh, I said, trying to sound as if I were used to broaching such matters over coffee in a Kit Kat. It's a class characteristic, I think, this insouciant frankness. If I'd had more contact with posh people in my life, I would probably be familiar with the style and think nothing of it. But Sheba is the only genuinely upper-class person I've ever known. Her throwaway candour is as exotic to me, in its way, as a plate in an Amazonian tribesman's lip. She's meant to be taking a nap at the moment. She's not sleeping well at night. But I can tell, from the creaking of the floorboards overhead, that she's pottering about in her niece's room. She often goes in there in the afternoons. It was her bedroom when she was growing up, apparently. She'll spend hours at a time handling the little girl's things, reorganising the files of glitter and glue in art kits, making inventories of the doll's plastic shoes. Sometimes she falls asleep out there and I have to go and wake her for dinner. She always looks rather sad and odd, sprawled out on the pink and white princess bed, with her big rough feet dangling over the edge like a giantess who's blundered into the wrong house. This place belongs to her brother, Eddie, now. After Sheba's father died, Sheba's mother decided it was too big for one person, and Eddie bought it from her. Sheba is bitter about that, I think. It isn't fair, she says, that just because Eddie is rich, he should have been able to buy their shared past for himself. Eddie and his family are away in New Delhi at the moment, the American bank he works for has posted him there for six months. Sheba rang him in India when her trouble started, and he agreed to let her stay in the house until she found something permanent. We've been here ever since. It's anyone's guess what we will do when Eddie returns in June. I gave up the lease on my little flat some weeks ago, and Sheba's husband, Richard, is in no danger of taking us in, even temporarily. We probably don't have enough money to rent a new place. And besides, I'm not sure that any landlords in London would have us right now. I try not to worry, though. 
sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof, as my mother used to say. This is not a story about me, but since the task of telling it has fallen into my hands, and since I play a minor role in the events I am going to describe, it is only right that I should offer a brief account of myself and my relationship to the protagonist. My name is Barbara Cuffett. From time to time one of my colleagues will call me Barb, or, even less desirably, Babs, but I discourage it. Until I retired this January, I had been living in Archway, North London, and teaching history at St George's, a comprehensive school in the same neighbourhood, for the last twenty-one years. It was at St George's, a little less than eighteen months ago, that I met Bathsheba Hart. Her name will probably be familiar to most of you by now. She is the forty-two-year-old pottery teacher recently charged with indecent assault on a minor, after being...